Hello and welcome to the Inquisitive Players Podcast. You down with IPP? Well, yeah, you know me. Nate here with you once again. Our bi-weekly podcast adventure continues. With me always is Josh, aka Inquisitive Rain on Twitch. How are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Had a lovely holiday weekend for those of us that are in America. You know, a little fourth celebration. Feeling good, you know, ready to go. Yeah, I had a four-day weekend, and I probably played 20 hours of that four-day weekend just on video games. Because it was 100 degrees outside, I wasn't going to leave my house. Right. Because it's miserable hot. Yeah. And then, of course, on 4th of July, it cools down, and so that was the day you actually do want to go swimming and leave your house, and you couldn't. So, because it <laughs> actually started cooling down. It was just kind of like one of those things. <sighs> but, um, you know, we're not here just to, to chit-chat. We're here to talk about video games. So, so Josh, yes, tell me what have you been playing since the uh, the the last two weeks since we met. So, since the last uh, recording, I have been playing a couple of different things. I finished the Lies of P demo, and for those of you that don't know, it's a uh, Souls-like game that takes the story of Pinocchio and kind of turns it on its head a little bit. A lot of parrying and Mm. stamina bar stuff. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it. Um, The demo was very, very long. A lot of gameplay. Um, There were three full-on bosses, which I was not expecting. And I'm not a real big Souls-like gamer in general. I don't really enjoy those kinds of games. But for some reason, and I don't know if it's because it's Pinocchio stuff, but I beat the demo and the last boss took me literally two hours to to beat. So it was a lot of... uh, Yeah, a lot of dying, repeating, making sure I get my perfect parries in and stuff. I mean, it was fun, but um, yeah, I was like, wow, I literally spent two and a half hours on just one fight. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, It releases September 19th. I'm really close to just saying I'm going to buy it, but we'll, we'll see what I'm playing at that point. Yeah, finished that, continued my Donkey Kong Country journey, and um, like halfway through Tropical Freeze, which has been fun. It's been fun to um, to hear all of like the old music remixed and stuff. They put a lot of love and care into Tropical Freeze, so that's been fun. One other game that I just started picking up a couple of days ago, and it's not really your typical video game experiences. It's called The Dark Room, and have you, have you heard of this? this game before no no i never heard of the dark room the only thing i've heard of is the room and that's that awful movie (laughs) (laughs) so a dark room is a text-based game it's uh, available for like a dollar or something on mobile but you can play it for free in a web browser it's it's very interesting you you have one button to press when the game starts and it's essentially uh, a wall of text that goes by there won't be anything on your screen except for a button it says like uh, i think it's like stoke the flame or something like that but it's grayed out and then after about five seconds after the game starts one sentence comes up at the top of the screen and it says uh your fire is out and then the stoke the flame button becomes available you push it you now have a menu and it says you have so much wood um but you lose one because you stoke the flame and then the next text comes through and it says uh the fire is roaring and like it just it just goes from there you get uh random strangers and are like just sitting next to you uh <laughs> you can you can uh, set up and build traps so you can catch animals but you have to go outside in order to do that and it's literally all like click 
text and button based. So it's very interesting. I'm having a I'm having a good time with it. I don't know if I will actually finish it just because I like to um, be visually into games and uh, just reading text. I I can see myself getting super super bored very quickly. It's a it's a little uh, off the the main beaten path of games. So it's kind of neat to pick up and play. What have you picked up and and gotten your teeth into here in the last couple weeks? Well, I've been playing a lot of the Steam sale and just going <sighs> through the top sellers from the top to the bottom and just seeing if there's anything that jumps out to me. I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode, but I have an ROG Ally. Okay. Which is basically just a Steam Deck, except way more powerful. Okay. I like playing a PC game every now and then on that thing. And so, I, you know, I've been going on and, and checking out and just seeing if there's anything that's jumped out at me. I have bought some stuff. I haven't started any of it yet because I've been busy with a specific thing that I've just nonstop played every single day, pretty much. Except for one day during... Uh, that 4th of July weekend when I basically played through almost all of Trepang 2, which is like, um, think about it like a John Wick simulator in a way because oh no don't so tell it's more me that like a horror -y kinda it's like more like of a horror game you have a shotgun you have a button where you basically slow down time and you just just murder folks right you just go through <laughs> murdering people yeah. and it's super fun uh it's only like four hours long it was like six levels with like one level being kind of meh but the rest of the levels being super good and, and it was like probably you know took me a couple hours and played it through basically over the course of like two sittings. It was super fun just because like I don't play a lot of PC exclusive games and so playing through this and it not being on consoles you know not a lot of people have heard of it it's probably one of my you know top games I've played this year maybe not like top five or top ten even but it was pretty cool but I mean there's one thing I've been playing mm -hmm. and it's Final Fantasy 16. Oh, yeah. um, I before we came on here to record I checked to see how long I've played and I just hit 53 hours. Mm -hmm. I have the point of no return in front of me. It is basically saying, once you get here, this is the end of the game. But what I'm doing right now is I'm just cleaning up all the side stuff because the game does a really good job of later in the game, that side stuff all really comes together mm -hmm. and creates this just, it's cool because the game is doing a really good job of closing out all these different storylines yeah. before it gets to the very end. One thing I, I really love about this game is it reminds me a lot of an anime art. Okay. And basically what I mean by this is like, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z and Goku fights Frieza and it's epic and it's crazy. He goes Super Saiyan for the first time and that's awesome, right? Yep. Well, generally there's like some filler stuff afterwards to kind of like calm down for a little bit. Like after he beat Frieza, you know, he went home for a little while, Gohan trained and, you know, it takes a while to get to the androids and then right. get to the cell. This game does such a good job of that. You'll do something crazy. They'll be one of the best boss fights you've ever played in your entire life. Literally. This game probably has the best boss fight I've ever played in the entirety of my life. It's just insane how crazy some of the stuff in this game gets. And then you'll come back and you'll do some side stuff where you learn about the world and you learn about some of these characters and some of the stuff they're going through, you know, just living and getting by and, and stuff like that. And so it's just really special. It's a really special video game. I think a lot of people are missing out on it because they're like, oh, well, it's not Final Fantasy enough. I will tell you. As someone who has played all of 14 and played Remake twice already, maybe I, I haven't played 12 or 13. I finished 15, 100%ed it. Mm. Um, this is Final Fantasy. It may not play like traditional Final Fantasy. It's very traditional Devil May Cry hack and slash, but the storylines, the stuff that happens, it's very Final Fantasy. It's just a really awesome video game. I am so excited this weekend to really play and finish these side quests and finish all these storylines. Mm. I crafted the best weapon in the game uh, like literally an hour ago 
<laughs> so I have a couple more things to craft. I have a couple more uh, hunts to finish. But man, like a game hasn't made me feel like this since Ragnarok last year. Okay. And I think that the story and the spectacle of this game is better than Ragnarok last year. The character of Clive is just so cool. I don't buy a lot of like statues of anime characters and stuff. Like I'll, I have statues of stuff, but like if I really love a character, I'll go out and buy a statue of them. Yeah. I'm like checking every day to get a statue of Clive Rossfield, you know, for my shelf next to, you know, Kratos and, and right. Nathan Drake and stuff. And I think the one problem I really have is that it's, it has a little bit of performance issues sometimes. It does dip frame rates if that bothers you a lot. You know, some of that side quest can be pretty boring. Right. But man, like it builds and builds and builds. And, and it's been building so much that here at the end, I don't know how they're going to end it. I, I, I can only think of the spectacle they're going to find a way to end this thing with. Well, and speaking of because you brought up statues, I know you have a little <laughs> little story to share because you, as as everybody listening knows, are, are I don't want to say in love with the game, but you're in love with the game, which is great. And, it, you know, it's a good game. But you um, – you, I'm not in love with Square Enix right. Uh, support. Right. So you you initially um, were going to purchase the the big old expensive uh, edition that came with a statue, edition. and then uh, then whatever unfolds yeah. here. You haven't you haven't shared that yet, but I'm very interested to hear what happens with this. <laughs> uh, you know, for games I really love, I'll generally buy the collector edition. I have the collector edition for Spider-Man Two pre-ordered. You know, because like I said, I like supporting. You know, having like something to remember a game that I'm really looking forward to, or just like kind of getting a little bit more stuff for like someone who's a collector. Right. So I bought the collector's edition for this game, which um. It was probably too expensive. Not going to deny. I spent a little bit too much money on this collector's edition. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Okay. The shipping was kind of where it got kind of crazy because it was 350 but it basically became over 400 the minute that you got to, 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 to shipping and, and all that well, stuff. Well, where was that coming from? Where did that end up coming Square from? Enix store. So it, it comes okay. from the Square Enix store. Okay. And I received a shipping notification on Friday, mm-hmm. the Friday before the game came out that said, all right, we're shipping your package. You'll have it. You know all this stuff, right? Yeah. That shipping notification never changed. Ooh. It just said shipped. Ooh. Never told me when. You know it was arriving. Nothing. And right. so it was Wednesday morning. The game came out on Thursday, and I'm like, where is this thing? And I sent them an email. I was like, hey, like, where is it? And nothing. Right. <laughs> the day of the game come. The day the game comes out comes around. Nothing. Interesting. First thing in the morning, still nothing. Yeah. I didn't actually receive a thing that said it was coming until late Thursday night after the game had already been out for a full day. Wow. And I have uh, every other Friday off with my job. And so I did not want to sit around and on Friday not play Final Fantasy right. 16. Right. Especially so if I you're... bought it digitally. Yeah. I bought it digitally because this was the game. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. This was the game I wanted. Right. This is probably my most anticipated game of the year. Right. Like I'm I'm a huge Final Fantasy 14 fan. This is made by the same guy who made Final Fantasy 14. I was looking forward to this more than anything. So I bought a digital copy, sent them an email that said, "Hey, you know, if you want to just cancel this, um, that's fine." Well, it shows up Saturday, you know, and and I still haven't heard from them. <laughs> Sunday morning rolls around. They're like, hey, if uh, you want to cancel it, go to this. And it sends you to the same damn customer service thing I was on before. And it's just oh like, at this point, I'm not going to run circles around to return this thing. I right. have two copies of this game. 
I have a separate, so I have a whole sealed copy of Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> that I got from from them that I it is literally sealed that I put on eBay and people keep offering me thirty and forty dollars for. It. I was like, it's sealed. It's a brand new seventy dollar game and you're gonna offer me thirty dollars for it? Like f off. And so, right, super annoying that I had to deal with all this. A Square Enix store. I know in the future if you want to get a game and you're hyped for a game, just get it digitally and then also pay the digital and the collector's in price because you're not gonna get the game on launch day. They just are so incompetent. Right. Right, right. Um, and I'll probably end up doing that for when, when Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out next year. I will probably buy the game digitally to have it on day one, as well as buy the collector's edition if they have one. Oof. And that's super annoying, but, you know, for the franchises you really love, I feel like it's worth it. Um, the statue is very cool. The pins of all the icons are very cool. All right. The map of Valisea is very cool. Is it worth the money? No. Right. It's not right. worth the money. But Let's... I still, you know, I still like that I have it. I enjoy right. it. You know, the little wall banners were super disappointed because they were super tiny <laughs> and you can't hang them up with anything but tape and it looks terrible. Oh my and my gosh. fiance was met was like, don't hang those up. They look terrible. Oh, geez. And so I thought they were going to be bigger because it said wall banners. I was like, oh, wall banners. They'll be big, right? right. And they came with it, right? It was free with the collector's edition online. Man, but... they, dude. I no, those wall you. banners are sitting in a drawer. Right. I mean, they clearly Square has has you in you know in their mouth there. I love it. You're like, oh, I don't like doing this, but I'm gonna buy the digital and then the big one. So good, good for you yeah. for the support. But they yeah, they got you. But good, good, good <laughs> they for you. They got me. Sadly, <laughs> they have me when it comes to Final Fantasy. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was never a big Final Fantasy guy. And I went through this um, really bad divorce. And so during this really bad divorce, I really I played through Final Fantasy 16 from A Realm Reborn all the way to Shadowbringers. Okay. And I don't know if it was just like the game or the fact that I always had something to come back to no matter what was going on in my house. You know, it wasn't a video game. Right. I always had some like comfort spot. I fell in love with Final Fantasy through that. And so then Remake came out and I loved that. And so like they've basically got a fan in me. Like it's probably one of my top three or four favorite series video games of all time. And that's just in the last couple of years, just because of, you know, situations and, and, and the way the games hit me and stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, they've got me hook, line, and sinker. They could put out anything. And as long as it's a good video game, I'll give them whatever money, even though they really, really pissed me off uh, with that collector's <laughs> edition situation. You know, as long as you know yourself, that's always, that's the first step. So that that's good. You know, I've talked a lot about games I'm playing. I don't think the listeners have really heard like what kind of games you've loved this year because you've mainly talked about the old Donkey Kong games and a demo. It's and true. so what I want to do is talk about what your top five games have been this year. And then I'll give mine, obviously. But like, I think people need to learn more about your gaming taste and the stuff you really loved this year. Mm, it's a good question. It's a good list. I'm trying. So I have a list of a bunch of games that... I believe could be game of the year nominees most of which i've played there's actually some on here that i that aren't even released yet it's funny though because when you talk about like what i've played that that's come out this year i don't even think i have five games <laughs> you know that have come out this year that i've played I, you know i have probably what three three that i've played but there are there's at least three other ones on this list that i have that i told myself I would purchase and play because I have I've played um, past iterations or you know original versions of the game so right now Tears of the Kingdom the new Zelda game I am in the I'm in the throngs of that of course me I like to do all of the side quests before I do any main story so 
I have like half of the shrines already done and I, I don't have like any of the main quests done. They've really taken what they did in Breath of the Wild and expanded it in a way that I wasn't expecting. Just because it's a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I thought it was going to be much more of like, okay, here's a couple of new color palette swap kind of situations to just kind of broaden the gameplay a bit, but they legitimately let you freaking fall into the ocean after that mm-hmm. initial like um, tutorial area. And it, it's it's been wild for me to um, think about because I, I like looking back at the first maybe 15 hours of playing, I can now understand how I was just scratching the surface of really getting like, oh shit, like I can do, I can do whatever the hell I want with this. Like I could do whatever. Like they're not going to tell me you need this certain item. You know, they're not going to tell me where to get said item. It's just like, if you find it, you can use it. If you don't know what it is, you stick it on something or, you know, you, you put it up a tree and you see what happens. Like it, it's been, uh, yeah. it's been pretty, pretty fun now fully having that mentality like harnessed. I'm just exploding. So th- that's, that's been fun. I also am in the middle of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And that one has been very fun just because from my perspective, seeing how Respawn cleaned up so much from the first game and just how they have fleshed out combat upgrades and just the different kind of gameplay mechanics and what your main character can do and can't do. That's been that's been fun, and of course, you know, environments are bigger. It's it's a little bit more open world, even though it's not open world. The kind of different color and texture swaps that they've done on the on the planets so far that I've been to has been good. The story is actually understandable, and you can follow it. So that's <laughs> that's that's been kind of nice. It's not choppy like the first one where. You're like, oh, there's these three people. Now they're like best friends, but you have no freaking idea because all, they all they've done is talk to each other once in one cutscene. So that's been good. And I actually think this might be a, a dark horse to get on the Game Awards is Hogwarts Legacy. There was just so much about that game before it came out because all the, you know, JK Rowling stuff and don't support this, don't support... even Even though it was coming from all the big Harry Potter like fans... So that that's just been interesting to kind of look at that game from that perspective. And I mean, I'm also in the middle of playing that game too, and I've been having a lot of fun. But it's just been funny to to be like, okay, well, would would they, whoever makes these lists and the nominees or however the games get on the the nominee list, would they would they put that on? It has everything that you could want from from a game of you know that caliber. The combat is surprisingly a lot deeper than i thought it was going to be there are some graphical hiccups i don't know if it's to the to the vein of final fantasy 16 graphical hiccups but there are there are some some slowdowns and um not shoddy camera work but i'm going to use the term shoddy camera work but yeah it's that's an i mean that it's just been it's just been fun to be able to say hey i'm gonna take out my goddamn broom and just fly around the entirety of this map like i don't care don't care what I run into or if I have to run away from stuff. And that's that's been fun. I think the way that Hogwarts Legacy is doing their side quests compared to like Tears of the Kingdom and even Star Wars Jedi Survivor 
is a lot better um, just because they the dialogue and the way that the side quests are interwoven into the main story arc I feel like is more seamless like the Tears of the Kingdom side quest man you just freaking you're doing crap that doesn't matter and you get 20 rupees at the end it's like why why did, Dude. I, why did I just waste 35 minutes doing this and I get 20 rupees I... like I don't care you know it's like holy moly the side quests design in I, i've been sitting here just because like i you mentioned zelda and that is that is on my list right right um for my top five that game has some of the worst side quests i think i've ever played in my entire life because mm. it'll basically be like hey go here and capture five fireflies right but the game doesn't tell you where to go right it's just like go to this area and then you look at the map and where's, where's the map marker right the map yeah. marker is the guy you just talked to yeah it doesn't yeah. tell you where to go and it's just like how am I supposed to, like, I guess I'm supposed to read and look and, like, I don't want to do that. Like, right. show me where to go and then I'll do it right. in the area. Right. And then the side quest design is poor at best. Like, I, I just don't, I love that game. But I love that game for completely different reasons. And I right. skipped almost every side quest in that game. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm really tempted because I'm to the point now where I'm like, Dude, I just played for 45 minutes. I picked up four side quests and I completed three of them in 15 minutes. Like, I'm like, eh, I'm like, if there's going to be that many side quests that are like that. I might just, I might just stick to the main, the main stuff. Unfortunately, at least from what I can see, there's a couple of the main quests that like you pretty much run into side quests during them. So it's like, whatever, I'll just complete those as mm -hmm. I go. Um, but I will say in terms of like, the story foreshadowing and stuff between all three of the games that I have mentioned right now. Tears of the Kingdom is shaping up to be just like a, a huge like mind F. I'm not going to say the word, but you know, just a huge mind F at the end. Because like you said, like you kind of have to read if you want to really know where to go and do whatnot. And they kind of do that with the story too, where they're like, you got to go find the story. Like otherwise you're just, you're just doing stuff. So and this isn't a spoiler because it's literally one of the main things. Like you have to go find memories because that's just, you know, it's in the menus. There's a whole yeah, memory yeah. section. But the memories is what tells you the backstory or the lead up story to like what's going to be the final battle. And in typical, you know, Zelda fashion, you don't find these memories in order. No, 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 no. Because everything's open world, you find them out of order. So you could find one near the tail end of your of your playthrough and it's memory string number one like you could find the the final memory string right when you start playing and you're going to be like what the hell is going on like why what does this have to do with yeah. anything you know i used a guide for those because right. i was like i'm gonna see this in order there's right. I, I i'm not gonna you know risk seeing this out of order so i used a guide for those memories right. in that game specifically and so like and that's and that's where i'm like oh this like in terms of the story or whatever the final battle is gonna be I'm like, oh, this is like shaping up because I've tried to piece together. I've only gotten like four memories or something because I don't really like seek them out. But, yeah. Um, I've gotten, a, I think, two two or three out of the, the four that I've gotten are like the, within the first six. And then the fourth one that I got, and I just got this one a couple of days ago, was like 16 out of 18. So like... I, I got like the the end of the story and I've gotten like the beginning of the story in snippets and they keep talking about bringing powers together but you can't control it 
and like and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's no spoiler there, but like that's pretty much what they're saying. But you know, you you hear some things which I won't talk about because it could be a spoiler, and I don't even know, but it might be a spoiler. But it's looking to be something that I have never seen in a in a Zelda game before in terms of a battle. So I'm kind of super excited if it's going to go in the direction that I think it's going to go. But we'll see. I can't tell you. I finished it, and yeah. and it's uh, it's an interesting game. I mean, the thing about those new Zelda games, right? And the it's meaning Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I think that the shrines and the way you solve the shrines, specifically in Tears of the Kingdom, which I think Tears of the Kingdom is a much better game than Breath of the Wild, um, because Breath of the Wild, every puzzle had its, a specific solution for the most part. Like sometimes yeah. you could, you know, do something different, but there was generally a specific way they wanted you. They created these puzzles basically with the ability for you to solve them any way you want right. with the powers that they've given you. And I think that that's the best part about Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Tears of the Kingdom is really fun when you're going and solving stuff without it being the way it's supposed to be solved or without it being the way that your friend solved it. That's when Tears of the Kingdom is really good. Yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom isn't good when it's trying to be a traditional video game because um, you know, I just think that some of that stuff's boring. Yeah. I think it's boring to go, um, you know, have to go talk to this guy and then pick up this thing. And I, and I think that that's where the game isn't as fun. Mm. Um, and then I think the combat in that game is so bad that I avoid it at all costs. And right. so I don't know. I love to know how you feel about the combat, but I think that the fact that, you know, obviously it's really cool. You can take a weapon and then put something on it to make it do more damage or last longer. And I like that, mm -hmm. but I really hate, the combat in that game because it just feels like you don't do enough damage right. or they do too much damage to you even when you have like 20 25 hearts well yeah and i think well and i haven't even gotten to i haven't gotten even to like the upgrading of armors or anything so like you know every every single hit that i take is like 70 percent of my my hearts and i think i only have, i have like 10 or 11 hearts at this point just because I don't really care about like the light blessing, you know, <laughs> handing them in to get more stamina yeah. or whatever. I'm just kind of running around. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's really no, there's been no evolution to the combat from Breath of the Wild, right? Other than no, being able to, other, it at all. yeah, other than being able to stick stuff onto your weapons and shields, which doesn't really change the combat, but it changes how you like want to interact with the combat or you know solve solve a fight versus just like going in and uh doing the slow-mo fury move which is you know fine but after you do that twice you're like okay this is this is now just taking more time when it when it should exactly take that much time yeah um it just takes forever it, it, i just never found it fun you know yeah. i was always i was always playing the i was doing the combat to get back to the shrines and the right. puzzle solving, which is what that game is really good at and why that game is so good. Yeah. Just runs like shit. That's its biggest problem. So yeah. Language, but it does. I mean, yeah. there's no other way to say it. That game runs terribly. There, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't actually load in. And if it does, it's like 30% of whatever it is. It's, yeah. But, you know, they, they clearly needed it to come out. So good for them for making it uh playable i suppose but um yeah no it's playable that fire temple i think was the most unplayable section of a video game i've ever played in my entire life but <laughs> it is playable yeah. it, that thing runs at maybe 12 frames per second right, it was right. <laughs> awful um and then awful. The, the only other game at least on my list is, i haven't actually played this version of the game but i have played uh the original 
and the subsequent um, sequels is Dead Space. I was so amped for the Dead Space remake when they announced that last year. So when it came out at the end of January, that was like the first game that was on my list of like games to purchase. Unfortunately, being a you know a new father of a two-month-old and just other things that happened, I didn't actually purchase it. But I played the first game and I played the second game. I think I played a bit of the third one too. I don't know if I finished the third one. But from the videos that I've seen of what they've changed from the original to this remake i'm like i'm like all in and i and i think if it if it runs as as well as everybody says that it does i like that for me once i play it and beat it i'll probably be like yeah this is uh this is one of the games that deserves a lot of recognition for the year even though i mean january depending on how you look at you know release years and all you know cycles like that it might not technically be this year but it was this calendar year and um i like dead space so i uh i I think that that game deserves some love since you brought up dead space um dead space is actually my first yes i've ever played yeah i never played a horror game before dead space um And all my friends were like, just play Dead Space, play Dead Space. And so in January, when there literally wasn't anything else to play, right. I bought Dead Space. And Dead Space isn't in my top five for Game of the Year this year, but it is still in my top ten because it was just so blown away with how fun it was. Yeah. And maybe I didn't play it with headphones because I couldn't deal with the eerie noises and stuff. Mm. That's just not me. I, I'm not a big horror guy when it comes to that. But I liked it more than the Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, okay. I just thought it was more fun and more interesting, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time I played Dead Space, yeah. and I thought felt that every environment, granted, it's a 10-hour game versus a 16-hour game. Right. Um, Dead Space, its runtime never felt like this was taking forever. Mm. Resident Evil, when I, after you get leave the castle, I was like, okay, this game can end anytime now, because I didn't really like the island at the end of that game. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty lame, but <laughs> Dead Space is my first ever horror game, and I think that... You know, I'll be giving horror games a little bit more, a um, little bit more run going forward. I'm yep. still deciding on Alan Wake too because I've heard that's pure horror. But um, no, Dead Space was super fun, and I'll probably have to play Dead Space too because if they remake Dead Space two and it's it looks like that game did and plays like that game did, right? I mean that uh, that bolt cutter, man, it Dude, is so good. It might be one of the best weapons I've played in a video game. In oh, a long it's time. so it's so nice. It is. It's so nice. Ugh. It's just fun to cut off the legs and then just kill them. Yeah. Uh, it's super fun. I don't think I ever used the telekinesis because I was so busy just cutting off limbs. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're, you, we keep talking about it and I'm like, I'm going to go buy it right now. Like, I just want to play it so bad. I want to play it so it's bad. It's so good. It, that remake is, is probably one. It was a really awesome remake. I'm glad my friends, you know, forced me to, to just give it a shot because I don't usually like horror games and yeah. really enjoyed that game. So my list is pretty similar to yours, uh, actually. Like, okay. you know, the, the games that you've played. I think there's, you know, a couple games that are a little differentiated, but my five is Hogwarts Legacy, mm-hmm. which was just like, I mean, did you ever want to play as Harry Potter? Because this is the Harry Potter right. game you've always wanted. Right. You know, it's 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 kind of a traditional open world game. You know, there's not doing anything crazy different, mm-hmm. but it's it's a very good Harry Potter game and it, it really nails that. Um, I felt like the story was kind of whatever, just because yeah. like, you know, they can't use Voldemort. They kind of have to create their own thing and it's not nearly right. as interesting. But I think that if they get a chance at another one, they could make something really interesting. Give me Quidditch. And, um, give me Quidditch. Yeah. Just give me Quidditch. I think they're going to sell you that as a, a uh, multiplayer yeah. game, a free-to-play yeah. multiplayer game. Um, but yeah, so 
Really love that game. I think I spent about 30 hours with that one. Okay. Uh, and I finished it, did almost every side quest. For some reason, towards the end, I had a glitch where side quests didn't show up anymore. Oh, so God. I didn't know where they were to start them. And I said I had like five side quests left. And I was like, I am not going to go like I did with Witcher when I had like four or five quests left and go through the list of every Ooh. side quest and double mm. check if I finished it or not. Right. I'm just going to move on and play something else. But yeah. I love that game. That's my five. Uh, my four is Diablo 4. Okay. which i mean it's just it's the best one of those i've ever played yeah it's just an awesome game uh it's a ton of fun the story is kind of whatever but it was so fun you know you finish the game after a couple hours and just doing stuff and running around the world and, and, and killing stuff with your friends is super fun and that's where i have had the most fun from that game is like getting on discord with some friends and just going around and, and you know murdering and getting better gear granted I can't wait for an expansion, but I don't mm. think I'll be playing like seasonal content every couple months and just, you know, making a new seasonal character. I will be right. playing, you know, the expansion on my barbarian when that comes out and, you know, that kind of stuff or, mm. or making a new class and playing that the class. I, I mean, I, I barbarian, I'm usually a melee guy and, and then I don't want to play Druid. I don't really want to play Necro. So maybe if they make <laughs> like a, they bring the Paladin back. Right, uh, right. Make a new character for the Paladin. Or I've heard there's a new class called like the Blood, the Blood uh, Swordsman or some shit like that. Uh, and so I'm hoping like that might bring me back. But that's a great game. Uh, I think I spent over 40 hours with that thing as well. Tears of the Kingdom is my three. It's better than Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's all you have to say, right? It's, it's a better video game than Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild won so many awards. Right. And... I honestly not the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild. I think it's a decent game. I think its combat is so bad, which the combat in this game is so bad, but I think this game is over to overcome it because of the way that you can build anything. And I did think, I think I did a total of like 95 shrines oh, by wow. the time I finally rolled credits. That's not I was bad. pretty, I had full stamina. Yeah. I had over 20 something hearts. I had, ton, you know, I played a lot of this game. The only shrines I had left were the ones where it's like, go get a crystal and bring it to the thing. Yeah. Yeah, those Because I don't want to do those. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, I just don't want to do them. I don't think they're that fun. I'd rather do the ones where, like, I go in, I do puzzles. The shrines where you basically, they take all your gear away and you have to find a way to kill a room full of dudes. Yeah. I could take or leave those. They're kind of whatever. Some of them are fun and some of them are okay. Like, there was one where you get a car and you just run people over. <laughs> um, and that was fun. Um, and then I think the main story is is more interesting. It's kind of nonsense, honestly. Like that whole story is nonsense in a way that I, you know, didn't expect, but I, it's less straightforward than Breath of the Wild. And I just don't think, I don't know, it's just kind of all over the place and the memories are kind of all over the place. It's just, it's the fun of that game is solving the puzzles and doing temples and shrines. Mm. And I think that that game has the best puzzle solving in any video game ever made. Right. And right. so that's my three. Okay. Uh, my two is Jedi Survivor. Yep. Uh, I love Jedi Survivor, man. Like, I know you're not towards the end, yeah. Uh, but the end of that game, some of the stuff that goes down is the best Star Wars. Star Wars has been since season two of The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. It is just awesome, the stuff that happens towards the end of that game. And I think that, um, you know, the side stuff, while it's, you know, it's, it, well, we have to have a conversation about side quests in video games one of these days because oh, yeah. it's just traditional side quests and you're not getting like a ton of crazy stuff. I really love just going around and getting all the cosmetics and making my cow look the way I wanted right, him and, right. you know, customizing his lightsaber. But 
everything in that game you're gaining that's not from you know main quest is basically just cosmetics. Yep. And I think by the end of my like my game, I looked like Obi Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars television show, <laughs> and that's what I wanted to look like. Yeah, yeah. And so that was cool. And then like <laughs> I just there's so much cool stuff that happens with Cal and his character, and you know the end feels a little rushed, but I'm so excited to see what they do with the third of this trilogy they're making. And I think that that could be even better than this one. Uh And I think that the year the first one came out, it was my favorite game of the year. Okay. It's just super interesting. You know, leave it to the guys who created Call of Duty and Titanfall to to create something that's super awesome. I mean, I like Respawn, so that's awesome. I'm excited for you to finish it, and then maybe we'll do a spoiler cast and talk about some of the stuff that happens towards the end of that game because that's a game that I would love to do a spoiler cast about because it is just... The last four hours of that game are just insane. (laughs) And I cannot say why, but it's just like, oh, they're doing this. This is really happening. Okay, cool. And (laughs) and it goes, it just goes nuts. Um, And then, well, I haven't finished it. I've already decided at this point. (laughs) Unless, unless it falls off. No surprise. No surprise. Five or six hours. (laughs) Final Fantasy 16, you know, through uh, six or seven months of the year is my game of the year. It's, it, it's just unbelievable and I, I i i'll be talking about it again in two weeks once i've you know have a have a like i'll finish it and have like a w- couple weeks from, from it mm. but man the characters the world there's just nothing like it man I, you know and i and i just think that while god of war is is pretty much the closest thing i can think of i think this is better maybe not from a side quest perspective, but from a character game and a, you know, the way that it does boss fights and the way this world is. I mean, they nail that Game of Thrones thing. And it's not like you're seeing, you know, like naked people all the time. There's sex and, and, and incest and all that shit. But they nail it in a Final Fantasy way. Mm. And I think that that's what they set out to do. I hope people really play it and like give it a chance. And, and just if you own a PS5 and you want something to play, I know there's Diablo, I know there's Hogwarts, you know, I know there's Jedi, but like... I think people need to play this game because this is the future of Final Fantasy. And I think that they know that Mm. and they created it this way so that more people, you know, I love a good turn-based game. I love Persona 5. It's one of my top 10 games of all time. But I think that turn-based isn't for everybody and they know that and that's why they made this game the way they did. Right. And I think that this is a game where it could make Final Fantasy mainstream where everyone's like, oh my God, like the new Final Fantasy game every, you know, six or seven years is like the game that everyone buys. Right. And I just think I, I'm gushing about it, but like, I can't wait to finish it. And that's, it's my game of the year already. I, I don't see anything beating it except for Spider-Man 2 or Baldur's Gate 3. Those are my two that, that have a chance, well, so but I, I, I don't know. So this is that kind of segues into my, my next question here is that like of games that, are going to be released this year what what other you know what other ones and you've already hinted at at least one of the two that were on my list what other games could be like a game of the year kind of game and of course you know the one that you said that i also agree with is spider-man 2 just because the, the the way that that first one and then how the miles morales expanded a bit on the 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 different character types and how you could change combats it was just 
It was nuts. I mean, and it's Spider-Man, so everybody loves Spider-Man. But I think the story of that game is so good. It is. Like, it's that's very thing, good. Is, like, it's very good. Spider-Man is like kind of like a. It's always had like a, it's a heavy story superhero franchise, and I yep. think that they nailed it to like the nth degree, right? Like, right. You always knew that was Doc Ock, right? The whole game, you knew it was Doc Ock, but you didn't know where it was gonna go with it. Yeah. And yeah. it went in places you didn't expect. And I think that they're going to do the same thing with Venom when they said it's not Eddie Brock. There's only a few other people it can be. And yeah, if it's yeah. if it's if it's any of those other people, I think it's an interesting story because they're bringing Craven in here, too. And like, could you imagine if they if Craven is the is somehow becomes Venom and that's where they go with it? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where they're going to go with it. But that's always like a quite, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of excited to see that. I mean, well, they're, they're like, they're it's set, such an exciting game. They're setting it up. They're kind of setting it up like a, the classic Venom story anyway, where Peter gets Venom and then he fights it off and then it goes to a different host. So they're pretty much following suit, at least with that, you know, ideology of it starts with Peter and then it's going to go to where, wherever it's going to go. But yeah, where, where and who and how that affects the, the, the end battle there is, is it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. No, super excited to see where that goes. And I, I think that that is probably the one game I think that could, you know, top yeah. this list at the end of the year. Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is the other one. Just because, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at this game. And I know it's a turn-based RPG, so it's not for everybody. Mm. But just some of the way they do the RPG and the character elements has me really excited. I recently got Divinity Original Sin on the Steam sale. So that'll be the next game I really dive into. Um, probably won't finish it, obviously, but I really just want to try out that type of game because that's the game that the company that makes Baldur Gate 3 made. That was our game they made before this. Right. And so I'm excited just to dive into that and just kind of get like a, like a crash course on how Baldur's Gate 3 is going to work before it comes to PlayStation, I think, on September 6th. All right, that's interesting. I didn't uh, even have that one on on my list. Um, what's, your, what's your other one? So, well, there's, there's two other ones. I don't really have much to say about one. And then... The other one is the one that I'll talk about at, at more length. Um, but the other one is, depending on how Microsoft does with Starfield, Starfield might might be on that list. Um, Here's my problem with that, Josh. Yeah. What has Microsoft done I know. to give you any faith that this game will be as good as Fallout 3 or Skyrim? Like, their last, the, Bethesda's last game was Fallout 76, which is awful. <laughs> and Microsoft's last game is Redfall, which is yeah, more awful. That's a piece of trash. Yeah, I don't and know, man. So I, don't know. I just, I just don't have any faith that this game's going to be good. They've already said that it's ninety percent of the planets are completely empty. You only have a jetpack. There's no vehicles. I, I just, if they <laughs> blow people away, that'll be awesome. Yeah, but I am, you know, I'm not super hyped for this game, and I, I totally understand why people are because right. it's the promise and what Todd Howard does so well. Yeah, is being like. This game does this and this, and it's the biggest game ever made, and it does that and this and this and this. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, Todd, let's right. see if you can deliver on this. And so that's also September 6th as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny because Baldur's Gate 3 isn't coming to Xbox. Instead, it's only on PlayStation when it comes to consoles. So Baldur's Gate 3 versus Starfield is going to be like yeah, the big topic, right? Big. They're technically yeah. exclusive games. Right. And so that's super interesting to see how that goes. You know, which one's a better RPG? Right. Does Starfield nail that promise of Skyrim in space? Yeah. A lot of stuff there. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That'll be that'll be something to look out for, especially September. Um, but the other game that was on my list... And this might be more of a personal 
I mean, it's all personal opinion at this point, but this one is kind of closer to my chest. Hollow Knight Silk Song. And now this one is, um, you know, I Josh, you know that game's not coming out this year, right? I thought, I thought it got delayed to like October. I thought it was going to be no, this year. I, I'm, I'm more joking with you. That game's oh, never yeah. coming out. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That game Over is my never head. ever coming out. Over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Over my head. I don't know. And like, again, this is kind of like, it's not a main, I mean, it's an indie developer, but like, the first Hollow Knight was massive, like huge on a like on a game for a game with the size of the team. The first Hollow Knight was huge. So what they what they've shown the very little they've shown of Silk Song and just knowing what they did with the first one, this thing's gonna be bonkers. And again, it's a Metroidvania style game, so like you know you get dropped in. There's not gonna be very much in your face story like you have to go seek it out and seek out the lore and kind of really get into every nook and cranny to figure out what's completely going on but like oh my god just like the mobility the the aesthetic i think i was so surprised by the first hollow knight when i played it finally and i played it probably five years after it came out but like i I did everything but I think beat the the last hardest like boss fight gauntlet thing. So I was like at 112% out of 113% done. And like this it's just so good. You have you have platforming, you have like puzzle stuff, you have your RPG uh, upgrade gear thing. Like it's just it's nuts. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that it gets released this year. <laughs> And not delayed again, again, or for the eighth time. That one, I have a sneaking suspicion if it comes out and is as good as the first one. Even if it's like the same amount or same level of of goodness, I'm going to call it, as the first one. It's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to that one. So that's on my list. You'll have to tell me all about that one because I don't like Hollow Knight. And that's a conversation we can have another time. We have no oh, more yeah. time today. <laughs> uh, you want to take us out of here for the day? Yeah, let's do this. So my uh, nice little random fact dealing with video games for this episode is that July 8th, which is technically after this recording, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is July 8th, is National Video Game Day. Of course, by the time people are listening, it will already have passed, but I hope that uh, everybody who who enjoys video games and um, plays video games has a a wonderful National Video Game Day on the 8th, and they do something uh, a little bit more special for for the day. I'll be... uh... Finishing Final Fantasy 16 on National Video Game Day, then. That is uh, what I will be doing. One of my favorite games of all time, finishing it on National Video Game Day. Josh, if people want to get in contact with you or check out your stuff, how can they do it? Yeah, so you can reach me on uh, Twitch at Inquisitive Rain, Kick at Inquisitive Rain, TikTok at Inquisitive Rain, YouTube at Inquisitive Rain, Instagram, Inquisitive Rain, as well as Twitter, which uh, it was too long, so I had to use INQ Rain. But yeah, check me out on all those. Put up a follow, subscribe, and uh, we'll keep going with this thing. You can find me at Twitter at 9849. I tweet about video games and the 49ers, so maybe you don't want to follow me. You can follow me on PlayStation Network, Godly Fatality. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you again in two weeks. I'm sure with even more video game goodness, have a good one.